bright and shine on this wonderful morning. I'm going to play tennis later today against a good friend of mine. And I'm going to whip her butt. And I'm going to enjoy whipping her butt. But then again, she does this a lot, so she might whip my butt, which I might enjoy that a little bit more, because I'm going to have to get my act together. Guys, you're on Clyde Yorkshire, the station for white women. We're so happy to be in the building today. <clears throat> I just wanted to be real clear. We cannot change by ourselves the course in which our country is going down. A lot of people don't realize the magnitude of how bad our country has gotten and the way it has operated for years by means of sucking the life out of the citizen. It's not what the country was meant for. In fact, the country was not meant to collect taxes, but we do. Somehow, all those inalienable rights that we used to have, it's just like the music from the good old days. It, it was nice when it was here. So I you take a listen to a buddy of mine. And uh, take a listen. I don't mean the same thing at all. Understanding law and the words of law, there are two things that this planet has. Water and earth. Water and land. Consequently, there are two kinds of law. The law of the land and the law of water. You've heard the term law of the land, but in point of fact, that's precisely what this word means, law of the land, because it is the people who live on land, and that is opposed to something else called the law of the high seas or the law of water. You need to understand the difference. The law of the land is the law of the culture that lives on the land. And so consequently, the law of the land is different in every country. You can do things in America you can't do in Russia. You can do things in Africa you can't do in England. So the law of the land is the law of the culture that lives on that particular land. However, there is a higher law that dominates the entire world. It's called the law of the water or the law of the high seas. The law of water is referred to as the law of money. It doesn't matter what color you are, where you're from, or where you live. Money is money. And anytime you're doing banking or using money, you are now under the law of water, maritime admiralty. If you go back in history, in ancient history, where all of this began, back in the land of Cana, and I've heard, you probably have heard in the Bible, the land of Cana. The Canaanites were Phoenician, Phoenician bloodline. And in the ancient Phoenician language, Cana meant merchant banker. The very word merchant comes from mer, M-E-R, for the sea, for water. As in mermaid, we have merchant. Merchant bankers. 
Let me give you an example of the difference between the law of water and the law of the land. The law of water, as I said, is a law of banking, money, as opposed to the law of the custom of the people or the law of the land. Um, the Statue of Liberty must be put in water. It could not be put on American land as such. It had to be put in the harbor because it's not the Statue of Freedom. It's a Statue of Liberty. Liberty is what a sailor gets when he pulls into port on a ship. He gets liberty. He's not free. So America is not the land of the free and the home of the brave. We're not free or brave. Period. We're not free. This is not a free country. Now, let me now guys, I want to stop right there for a moment. What makes me a very unique individual on Clyde Yorkshire? And I remember when I had, I was around some people. And it was this white guy. I believe he just graduated law school or whatever. Now, he don't know anything about law at all. I studied maritime and admiralty law. Maritime, mer, mer. I study the water. We come out of water. There's water over our head in the sky. I don't believe in space. That's water. I'm not stupid. There's water under us. This, 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 because of where we are, the, the, the water level is rising and things are flooding. Atlantis was real. The Bermuda Triangle is real. We're going to go underwater at some point because ent entire cities are down there already. And it's a repeated cycle. We get a time limit. That's why they say nothing is new under the sun. Go, on, go, go in the ocean and you will see kingdoms and worlds. This is where the idea of Aquaman came from. We have no idea what we're really dealing with. And this is where white people as well have been tricked. White women, black uh, black men, black women, whatever, we've all been tricked. You understand what I'm saying, Mallory? We've all been tricked. So when people walk around talking about, I got this, I got that, I know this, I know, I'm saying to myself, these people have no idea what's really going on. Alexa, what is maritime and admiralty law? For maritime lawyer Dadas. Maritime or admiralty law is a set of legal rules and practices governing the business of employment and transportation of people and goods over or near navigable waters. Bro, admiralty law is the governing over people's business, people's time, their reality, their services, and their goods. It is the law of laws. And this white young boy, he was flexing his muscle, trying to show this white girl, it's nothing like a white man. Look at me, I'm a graduate. I'm about to give you a good life. And I stopped him. I said, let me ask you a question. You study law? He said, yeah. And I began to ask some questions about the law of the land and the sea. He had no idea what I was talking about. And his girlfriend, she smiled. She's never seen nothing like that. See, when, when the reality comes out, what's actually going on? I had somebody ask me, who are you? How do you know these things? Where did you get this from? Just listen. Let me give you an example of how this 
law of the water works. Why is it that you have to go to court? People are always concerned about going to court. You go to court because you play basketball. It's time for Congress. Let's get back to it. Period. We're not free. This is not a free country. Now, let me give you an example of how this law of the water works. Why is it that you have to go to court? People are always concerned about going to court. You go to court because you play basketball and tennis on a court. How do you play tennis on a court? You play with a racket. Why? Because that's what it is. It's a racket. And make no mistake, they do not pick words by chance. These words are very serious. They do not use words in terms um, with no avail. These words are very important. When you go into a court, what's the idea of going to court? It's a game, like basketball. The whole idea in a court is to put the ball back in the other guy's court. Uh, one team gets up and they throw the ball over to that team of lawyers. That team gets up and throws the ball back into their court. And consequently, it's a ball game. And the judge is wearing a black robe, so he is the referee. The judge is the referee. He doesn't care which side wins or loses because he's going to get paid anyway. So he couldn't care less. He's merely there as a referee, and that's why he wears a black robe. And that's another interesting subject we can get into later. But the judge is a, as a referee between two teams. The judge, that we are told, rules from the bench. The word bench in Latin is a bank. Therefore, the judge rules for the bank. Where do you find banks? You find banks on both sides of a river. They're called river banks. And what does a river bank do? It directs the flow of the current sea. <laughs> the juice. Consequently, your money is current, see, because it's the flow, the cash flow. And I'll give you an example of how this works. When a ship pulls into a harbor, all ships are referred to as female. Airships, rocket ships, sailing ships are always female. Why? There's a very good reason. Maritime Admiralty Banking Law says all ships are female because uh, they're carrying items. They're carrying items for money. And so consequently, they are under Maritime Admiralty Law. Admiralty is where we get the word Admiral, Admiral of the Navy. Let me give you an example of how this works. When a ship pulls into a harbor, it parks at the dock, and it ties off at the dock. The captain has to provide for the um, port authorities a certificate of manifest, because yesterday the ship was not here. But this morning, the ship pulled in, so it has manifested. So consequently, all the products, the $800 million worth of TVs or Toyotas, have manifested. So each one of those items coming off of that ship has come off of water. And each end, they have come in a ship. And consequently, on a ship, all ships have a captain. 
The word captain comes from a Latin word, capital, money. So the captain represents the money that's on board the ship. And as I said, the captain has to present to the port authorities a certificate of manifest for each and every item. How much does it weigh? What color is it? How many doors does it have? Etc. And consequently, the captain presents a certificate of manifest. The ship is sitting in its berth. And wherever a ship sits when it docks is called its berth. She sits in her berth birthing a ship. Consequently, all the items, as I said, coming off that ship represent money. They came in on water. They are maritime admiralty product. And this is true all over the world. Now, when you were born, your mother's water broke. And when your mother's water broke, you came out. And this is why you have to have a birth certificate because you are a maritime admiralty product under international law. You are considered, your body is considered a maritime admiralty product. Your mother delivered you. This is why if you go to Sears and buy a refrigerator, they will ship it to you. They will deliver it. And that's why you were in your delivery room. Your mother was delivering a product. Maritime Admiralty, you came down your mother's birth canal. <laughs> and once you, uh, and as you're taking one of the, uh, the televisions or the cars off the ship and it falls down and breaks, uh, that's all right. Sometimes they're stillborn, so consequently you've lost money on that one. Therefore, you have to have a death certificate. And it's always signed by the dock. The doc has to sign your birth certificate and your death certificate. All of these words and terms are maritime admiralty banking words. And therefore, if you understand lawyers and judges and courts and government are all under international maritime admiralty law. All religions, all churches in the world operate on the maritime law. This is why all churches are divided into denominations like 20s and 50s and 100s. <laughs> Serious. This is why they're called denominations. Because all churches are nothing more than the product of maritime admiralty banking. It's an extraordinary story of occult uh, treason, high treason and crimes against the state. Make no mistake about it. There has never been a country on the face of the earth as far back into history as you can go. There has never existed a country in which the people rose up and demanded their right to be free. Never. The concept of human spiritual, intellectual, and physical freedom is a totally uh, concept that has never, ever existed on the earth. The only time that has ever come into existence was the founding of this country where it was understood that we were sovereigns and we owned our bodies and consequently 
Since 1868, we're now on the International Maritime Admiralty Law. Think about this. When cowboys and in Indian movies, when the cowboys would ride into town, they get off the horse, they were wearing guns. How come they could walk into a bar carrying guns? And if two guys got in an argument, they could go out on the street and draw on each other in front of the sheriff's office, and the sheriff would do nothing. How come? How come that men could go out in the street and shoot each other in front of everyone and have nothing be done about it? The reason why is because before 1868, all Americans were considered sovereigns. And that's one of the nice things about being a sovereign, is you have the right to be yourself. And consequently, you need to understand that in one last point I'm going to make before I introduce your speaker, that... In 1868, there was a corporation founded. In, uh, anyone can incorporate a company. Well, in 1868, there was a company incorporated. And in that particular company, the founders of that company called it, they referred to it as the United States Corporation. And they stipulated that anybody who would be a member of that corporation or work for that corporation would be called not an employee, but a citizen. So today, if you are asked, are you a citizen of the United States, what you think you're being asked is, are you lawfully in this country to do business? That's not lawfully what's being asked. They didn't ask you if you were in America lawfully. They asked you a specific question. Are you of your own volition, out of your own mouth, testifying that you are a citizen of the United States? Because in that way, citizen of the United States means you are an employee of a foreign corporation operating on the international maritime law. So today, the president of the United States is the president of a privately owned company. The company is called United States. And the word president is always a word that is used in corporate law. Banks have presidents. All companies have presidents. So there's a corporation called United States, privately owned, and it has a president. President Bush is not the president of America. President Bush is the president of a privately owned company. Privately owned, out of England. And you need to understand words and terms. Because I believe that there is a divine presence in the universe that men call God in one day. Now, we've touched on this in the past. And we mentioned to you that Barack Obama was not some African-American guy that was just a great speaker that they used. And this was out of the blue. This, he was created by the corporation the Corporation of England. The name of the Corporation of England is the United States. They own that name. The British used to own this country, and they always wanted it back. And every other nation under the sun just about is under the British rule. That includes India, Jamaica, and most other countries that you can think of in your brain. The Commonwealth the common era, all of this belongs to the royals. And so does our country now. And many people don't know that. So this company you keep thinking is your country called the United States, that name was given to us just like when they started to get rid of 
the capital being or the place where our constitution was crafted in Philadelphia, when they got rid of that concept and they started to bring in the concept of the corporation out of Delaware, that became like our place of constitution now. And so, again, you know, many people are not realizing what we call a deep state is really just an operation of the British. This is why the still dossier came up. They have the power and the control to put people in office that will sign the United States back over to the British. That's who will be pretty much running the United States now. And that's who's running the corporation. That's who's running the fake news media. The Brits are running the United States as, as we speak right now. And obviously there's a battle. Rome still wants its peace. The Jewish community is working hard to try to keep their foot in the door. There's a lot happening here that a lot of people don't really understand. Hey, that divine presence is going to move on the earth and we're going to see freedom come back to this world. And when it does, you're going to need to understand words and terms and how they have been used to trick you. And that's the the speech that today I'm introducing Jason Whitney to give you some ideas about how these words have been used to enslave you. And with that, I'd like to introduce my friend, Jason Whitney. Now, family, um, I know many of you may have not even heard some of this stuff, and some of you may know it. But regardless if you know it or not, it's real. Parking tickets or traffic tickets, and traffic tickets and parking tickets are the number one generators of indirect taxation or revenue in the state of California, period. If you look at the numbers, you will be appalled. So... Check this out. You have a courthouse, Masonic Lodge. Looks kind of similar, right? Courthouse, Masonic Lodge. You have a courthouse, and you have a Masonic Lodge. I'm just leading you somewhere. Okay, you have a judge, you know, the Honorable Smiley. And you have his gavel, right? What is this? A Masonic gavel. So what I'm trying to say, and I'm not going to get into a big uh, Masonic presentation here. I'm just setting you up or to inspire you all to do a little investigation as to what the system that we're operating under today is founded upon. Who were the founders? Who were the founding fathers really? Were they a great bunch of guys, as, as we were told in uh, our history classes? Or was there a greater plan? Was there a grand dynamic, the great work? What were they aiming to achieve? And if you do a little investigation, you'll find out that it's about one thing, business. So Judge uh, Jordan mentioned earlier, judge rules from the bench, okay? This is the basic derivative, uh, bench in Latin, bank and bank. And the judge is a banker. And he, and if you look at the whole legal system, how it works today, it's based on banking entirely. Now, river directs the flow of currency. We're talking again the world of admiralty. It's about 
you know, money is often referred to as currency. And again, the court system is always after our currency. The courts are set up to regulate the flow of currency, and the, uh, the entire court system as it operates today is a let's pretend game. And we'll take a look at this. The let's pretend game. Why is it that you have to file, you ever heard the term motion in court? You have to file a motion in court. Why? Because the thing doesn't exist unless you say it does. It's basically your paper soldier in the let's pretend game. You're yelling out, you're calling out to the judge, I'm filing a motion. Because you're not, you're not dealing in the world of substance where you're communicating with parties openly. And, uh, you know, stating the facts. Okay, I was injured on or about this day, and this is how I was damaged, and these are my witnesses. Now, based on the evidence I'm presenting, that guy should lose his testicles. You know, what do you think about that? And, and, uh, <laughs> and the other guy presents his evidence and says, well, that guy should lose his. So, and then the, the committee of the Sanhedrin or your, your judge or whatever your elected official that's uh, directed to give the rule a law or balance the, uh, the books, um, he makes the determination accordingly based on the evidence that's presented. And, but now we have, a we have a system of judges in our corrupt system that typically make up the laws that go along because they have a vested interest in the outcome of every court case. And I'm going to show you guys some things that's going to get the wheels turning for you. So you guys ever heard the term uh, circuit court? Circuit court? You know, circuit courts, energy, battery, money, banking, electricity, gross national product. You know, it's all about energy. What happens, though, when you interrupt the flow of energy or the currency flow? You break the circuit, right? Or you get charged. Okay. You get charged. <laughs> that guy's wearing a black robe like a judge, by the way. <laughs> so anyways. Okay, but when you go to court, or, or when you go to court, you're charged with counts one, two, and three. And the judge is a bank. But if you look at the, uh, the etymology, the, the concept or the term counts one, two, and three are actually accounts. Why? Because the judge sits on the bench and he's a banker. It's all about the extraction of your sweat equity and we're proceeding forward to why. Okay, what happens when you hire an attorney to represent you? Uh, Mr. Scheister here. You know, again, why do you need to get an attorney? Because the whole thing is a let's pretend, pretend game because the attorney... Uh, if you look and take an analysis of it, we're dealing with attorneys, not counselors in law, not lawyers particularly. We're dealing with an attorney that's there to represent the certificate or piece of paper, the artificial person or the natural person that cannot stand and speak for himself properly or the presumption is so unless you rebut it. So he's representing the artificial legal fiction, the reflection, the thing named the debtor or the borrower. Because why? We're dealing in banking. You're there. Most of the, the court cases are, or um, lawsuits are of and pertaining to money, are they not? Why else do you go to court? You know, all crimes are commercial. If you look at the legislation and the codes, everything boils down to a dollar value. And in fact, I have, uh, not with me today, I have a case like um, the president of Tyco. He, he was uh, convicted in court, and he, added, he was awarded, or the sentence was like a $25 million fine 
or, or the, the, the end result was like $25 million fine or some, something like that. If he didn't pay it, he was going to jail for life. What do you do? He whipped out a check, cut it, paid it to the court, and all the game was over. He didn't go spend one day in jail because it's based on bookkeeping entries, the entire thing. So if you got enough money, as, as most of you have an inherent understanding, if you got enough money, you're not going to jail because you can get lots of attorneys to represent that piece of paper to make a deal with the judge or to properly represent you, such as OJ, and get off. Okay, so when you hire an attorney, um, an attorney, um, let's take a look here. An attorney occupies uh, a dual position, which implies a dual obligation, okay? Uh, his first duty is to the courts and next to his client. So his, as an officer of the court, in any circumstance, he yields to whatever the judge's direction is or his obligation to the Bar Association. Now, the Bar Association in itself is a whole other construct. Um, you know, you have local Bar Association, uh, multiple constructs. You have local city, county, state, etc. But if you go to a website, it's called ordotemple.org, you'll find out that all Bar Associations hail from the, the Temple Bar, which is directed at the ends of court, that has a direct affiliation to the Ordo Templar Militaris, which is a nice Templar organization. And that contract, that covenant to direct all bar associations on the planet is issued through what's called a letters patent. And you guys can look up that term later. But it's a contract that's set up based on the Knights Templar. Who are those guys? Those guys are the guys that founded what's known today as our modern banking system. So um, in any regard, uh, with respect to the court, um, if, you're call, if you hire an attorney, you're called a ward of the court. You ever hear that? As an operation of law, if you hire an attorney, you're considered a ward of the court. But if you look up the definition of ward of the court, it's infants or persons of unsound mind. So how many of you guys hired an attorney and said, geez, what an idiot I was. Get this guy. So if you're... Um, or if your attorney was an officer of the court and his first duty was the judge and he's given him the secret handshake or the little sign, a little lapel pen shake, whatever the deal was with the judge uh, based on his payout or whatever the situation may have been, if you're convicted as a result of his lack of performance or conspiracy, you're going to be, uh, you're going to prison or jail where you'd be placed in a cell. Okay? A cell. A cell. But however, again, remember the concept that the, the, whole, the whole court system or our whole monetary system is based on ancient esoteric principles. Your body's energy, it's, it's a vessel. Your body's a vessel. You have blood vessels, etc. And you're traveling on the seas of commerce, not really because we're, we're on land, but they superimpose the world of admiralty on us. And anyone can verify this because the Navy has surveyed all the land in the continental United States. And there's brass cap high watermarks in all the local towns and counties. So they, they've, in a let's pretend game, they said we're underwater right now. That's why they have jurisdiction of admiralty. And it's, unless you rebut that presumption of jurisdiction or the admiralty realm, it shall reign supreme. But if you, you might have the opportunity to pay bail. You ever heard of paying bail? 
Okay, you might have the opportunity to pay bail if you've been placed in jail. Okay, bail. Okay, bail or bail. To bail someone out is to provide cash and get them out of prison, or more generally to help them out of a difficult situation. Well, I think going to court, period, it can be a difficult situation, especially nowadays. Especially a financial one, and we'll just go on from here. But after you pay bail, the court has concluded its sale, its sale on the high seas of commerce. You see where the etymology is going? It's just we're dealing in admiralty, ancient Phoenician commercial law, as Jordan said. Um, but everything you said and done, uh, when, when everything's said and done in, in court, and you've you know discharged all your debts, you've paid your debt to society. How many of you heard that? Because everything is commerce, period. The, one of the first definitions of commerce is the, the exchange of ideas, concepts, philosophies, interaction, goods and services, etc. And then the, one of the other definitions of commerce is sexual relations. And I'm not kidding. So the byproduct of that is a commercial product where, again, you get the paper certificate and you play the let's pretend game. So ultimately, which is it? Are we talking business here or are we talking justice? And as Jordan would say, it's nothing personal, it's just business, like the mob says. So now to the, we're going to get, I'll progress further to a solution-oriented situation over here, because most people, it doesn't take a genius to figure it out that the system is not based on natural principles, it's not based on a win-win situation, that there's harmony in the universe and everyone goes home and they, they have enough uh, money in their pocket, etc. But where does all the money go? Marvin Breyer, and that's a man that found out. Marvin Breyer is an ex, um, I don't want to say Bank of America employee, but he worked for one of their subsidiaries, and he's a cobalt programmer. And he's the guy that designed the foundational computer systems or the, the, the code that transfers all, all money, and, and etc., and balances the books at the end of each day. Well, Marvin, unfortunately, had a very uh, rough situation where his daughter... Um, her children or her child was about to be stolen from the Department of uh, Social Services or one of those particular agencies. And Bar Marvin could not stand the pain to see his, that happen to his daughter because his daughter in his life is everything to him. There's not, she's the capstone on his life's pyramid. Anything and everything for his daughter. So what Marvin did is he did a little homework. He tracked the money that, that was being uh, raised from the court and where all the, all the funds and all the money that he was paying into the court system for fines or uh, just court docket filings, all going into slush funds, guys, without exception. Uh, Marvin, by the way, um, has been in Inside Magazine about six times. He's been in the L.A. Times. If you just type, type in Marvin Breyer on the Internet, you'll see tons and tons of articles on him. And he's a, a personal associate of mine, and, and I've been fortunate enough to get in, in with him to understand how he does what he does, how to crack the matrix, how to break, uh, break through and understand how to get to these guys where it hurts, the money. So if you track the, the funds that are paid to the court, without exception, um, at least we haven't found one. And, and certainly we wouldn't be arrogant enough to say that it's uh, not entirely possible that it might go to the, the proper directory where the funds are supposed to be appropriated. 
But the funds are, are going into different accounts as opposed to uh, where they're mandated by legislature. Instead, they go into private accounts associated with the judges' association. Um, however, it's really interesting about what the judges' associations are. And, and you can look at any court system in America, namely, uh, we like to uh, particularly look at Los Angeles because uh, a lot of us are originally from there and done a lot of investigation over there. But the Judges Association, if you um, talk to them, try to find out who they are, they're allegedly a tax-exempt organization. However, they're not registered at all with the IRS, period. They, they fall under a 508 category. And uh, I'm not a super huge tax guru, so I'm not going to get into the codifications. However, the IRS turns a complete blind eye to the fact that they haven't properly registered, but they're amount, amassing tons of these funds. Okay? So, but you'll find out why. You go to tax court, or you go to court based on willful failure to file, or you're not paying your fair share, etc. Why you bring in proper proper legal arguments or issues as a matter of law, and they throw you into the wood chipper. Why? Because they're all working in harmony together, in concert. Okay, so the judges association, what do these guys do? They raise bonds. They create debt without taxpayer approval. Okay? And I'll explain to you guys how, how this information was found out. Primarily, paying checks, Marvin never uses cash or credit card to pay for anything at the courthouse. He always uses a check. And once, once a check is negotiated or processed, it, on the back of the check it has all the routing numbers, okay? The routing numbers and, and usually a phone number, so you can call and find out who it is. Otherwise, you can use something called the Public Records Act. I don't care what state you're in, everyone has a Public Records Act. And in some cases, if you're dealing on a federal level, you can do it under Freedom of Information. Now, under Public Records Act requests, um, in California and Hawaii and other states, I mean, I'm sure it's across, across the board, it's the same. If they fail to answer, it's a $1,000 fine. So it's, uh, it's all about how you put it on a piece of paper. But the law is created for your benefit in the event, at least we would like to think, it's created for our benefit that there is a particular check and balance, but they, they tuck it away or they hide it away in codes. Well, what are codes? By definition, they're something that's used to hide something. The military uses codes all the time to hide their communications, etc. So the money that is paid to the Judges Association is used to pay off anonymous bonds. Okay? The anonymous bonds are issued through Merrill Lynch and other associations, but Merrill Lynch is the primary bad guy. And, and we have paperwork that, that demonstrates this. Marvin got uh, a judge thrown in jail and asked prosecuting attorneys, and there's more on the way. Because, you know, you ever heard of judicial immunity? Well, guess what? You don't sue the judge. You sue his association. Or you, you find the evidence of the wrongdoing um, through Public Records Act requests, or you trace the money on the check. And then you, do, you present the data to the grand jury, and they got to investigate it. And then they got a problem. So, as a result, Credit Suisse and Bank of America are the primary underwriters on those bonds. And uh, the a company by the name of DTC, it's called De uh, Department or Deposit uh, Department of Trust Corporation, controls the bonds. But guess what? DTC is ran by the Federal Reserve board members. Okay.
if you take a look at who's who's on the payroll, it's all a complex matrix. Using and they want and how do they want you to pay? You're not using gold or silver to pay at the courts. I tried to pay them. They don't take the stuff. I've tried to use all kinds of stuff at the courts, guys. And, but they want that Federal Reserve note product, a private product that's, you know, set up under a sham situation, 1913, set up the same time as the IRS, 1913, and there's some other agencies which I won't mention that were set up in 1913 too, which is a little kooky. I'll tell you later. So. I like to call these things Anani bonds. The interest on the Anani bonds. Okay, guys, you've heard enough. This is one of the more interesting topics and things that I like to said. It's not only politics, even though all of this kind of ties into politics. Just when you think you know, you don't know a damn thing. And. I just find it interesting that, um, you know, when I'm trying to get through to people in the country or about the country, you know, I always have to stop and realize that most people don't understand, first and foremost, what our country is and what's really happening in this country. <clears throat> if we don't come together, we're already done anyway. But we won't even be able to put up a fight. America is not what, unfortunately, we think it is. Something different. And many people have to learn that at some point in their life. Thank you guys for being on Cloud Yorkshire. This is the station for white women. And we were just having a little discussion today. And we can continue that if you like.